0: A lot of women owners and and female business owners who are heart-led and passionate, especially for those who are doing work with communities that are either underserved or, you know, have financial challenges, it's often difficult for us to show up and be our best and show up at our best, knowing that there might be some challenge with our potential clients and their ability to financially afford our services. And that often causes us to then question what we do and lower our prices and give discounts and all these things when really we have to be strategic about how we're approaching this so that we can not just afford to serve those clients today, but the future clients in the long term. And really that requires us to be strategic about our pricing. And that's why it's so, so, so important to make sure that there's alignment between who we're serving and the remaining of those pillars that we talked about earlier.
1: Have you ever sat back and wondered, do I need to increase my pricing? Or just sat back and said, I need to increase my pricing. Or maybe you're not sure what you can do in your business to elevate it in a way where you can justify increasing your pricing. If you've thought about increasing your pricing or what it takes to do that This is the podcast episode for you because today we're speaking with Ruth Joy Connell and she is an expert, not only at sales, but at assisting service-based businesses, particularly with increasing pricing for their corporate clients. However, even if you aren't service-based or even if you don't work with corporate clients, so many things we talk about in this episode is going to be really helpful for you because anyone in business... Is in the business of making sales and she dives deeply into this she's been in the rooms when big deals went down and now like i said it is her business to assist service-based businesses to increase their pricing so she shares some really cool things one in particular are her four pillars which all start with P, which I love, four pillars of pricing, and she dives deeply into what it is that you need to do and consider prior to adjusting your pricing, and when is a good time to change your pricing. So again, whether or not you're a service-based business or product-based business, it does not matter. You're going to get something great out of this episode, and I just think we need to dive in. Hello, Ruth Joy. How are you? Super excited to chat with you today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Now, I shared a bit about who you are and the things that you do in the intro of the episode, but can you just share in your own words what it is that you do and who it is that you serve?
0: Yes, certainly. So my name is Ruth Joy Connell. I run a consulting firm called RJC Consulting, and we really specialize in helping service-based business owners. So coaches, consultants, strategists, trainers, etc. usually those who are providing a service-based business, we really specialize in helping position them for corporate through systems and pricing. So we usually help them work with corporate clients and our specialty around that is by ensuring that their pricing is on point for the corporate clients that they're looking to attract, as well as aligning their systems, like their marketing, their sales and their service to not just attract those corporate clients, but to retain them and so that they can earn and serve at their highest level.
1: So good. You touched on a few things, but I love how you say not just to like serve them and get them, but to retain them because that is some of the hardest pieces of a business and whether it is service-based or product-based or whatever it is, like even with service-based, people get into the Walmarts, I mean, the product-based, sorry, people get into the Walmarts and Targets and the Ulta's and the Sephoras, but getting in while it is difficult is the easiest part. It's retaining, staying on those shelves. So it's definitely something I think we're going to be learning in this episode that can be used along no matter what it is that the person does. So those of you listening, even Mm -hmm. if you don't have a service-based business and you don't sell to corporate clients, I feel like there's something you're going to get out of this episode from Ruth Joy. So I can't wait to dive in. So I know that you've shared before that one of your most common challenges or one of the most common challenges, I should say, that you see amongst the service providers you help is that they use something called survival pricing. Um, Can you just, you know, instead of the strategic pricing, so can you just tell us, like, what is survival pricing? What is strategic pricing?
0: And just share a bit more about what this means. Yeah, certainly. So this began to emerge, the more work that I began to do with clients and realizing that pricing, you know, usually when we start our business, we are looking to just make money, right? We have an idea and we're looking to get into the market, validate it as quickly as possible, and of course, make money in the process. So usually when we're starting out our business, being strategic about our pricing isn't really the priority. And honestly, it doesn't really need to be. When you're just at the beginning of your business Look to make money however you can, refine your skills, refine your niche and your client base and the way that you serve. Those are the things that are most important. However, what happens is that as we have success with our service, with our product, uh, with our business, with our clientele, et cetera, and as we're progressing in business, what happens is that we forget to go back and reevaluate our pricing for where we are at that stage. So often that survival pricing is really looking at how can I make money now? It's about focused on the immediacy, looking at, Right now, and not necessarily looking at the future, or as ensuring that your pricing is supportive of your long-term vision. And so, when I see survival pricing, that's what I'm talking about. It's how can I get money into the business right now? I either need to pay myself or I want to quit my job. So it's kind of looking at your short-term, more immediate goals, where strategic pricing says, okay, I know what I want to do now. I know what I want to do in three months, but I also want to position my business with the steps that I'm taking now for the next three years, the next five years, et cetera. So that's really the difference between survival pricing and strategic pricing. And oftentimes we forget to go back and reevaluate our pricing strategies for where we are now. And more importantly, for where we're going to ensure that it's supportive of allowing our business to thrive in the future and not just survive for today.
1: Mm, I love that. So I love that you mentioned initially that you want to re- reevaluate it after, right? It's not the first thing that you're mm. focused on because there are mm. some people that come out of the gate who don't have like a whole lot of experience or anything behind them, but they are trying to charge these prices. And you're saying you no, know, you know, hone in on your skill set, charge what you think's right initially, do what you got to do, yeah. but then come back and reevaluate it. So I love that you mentioned that, and you said right. to look at the now and support it for your long term vision. So how does one Price with their long term vision in mind?
0: Like, what things are they considering? Yeah, certainly. So, one of the strategies that we use, our, our signature framework for pricing is called the pillars of pricing. And in that, there are four key pillars that we teach clients to align and evaluate in before they set their pricing or as part of their pricing strategies. So the first one being the profile. Now that is really taking a look at your target client and getting very clear on the problem, the challenge, or the goal that you solve as it relates to your target client. So it's having not just knowledge of who they are, but depth of the complexity of their problems and being able to communicate those problems back to them in a way that makes them feel confident. That you are the right person for the job, whatever that job might be, or that you are the right service provider, or that you are the right product, et cetera, for that particular client. And so it's really diving in to make sure there's clarity, making sure there's depth, making sure there is deep knowledge and understanding of your client as well as the problems and challenges that they're facing. So that's the first thing that we look to align. From there, we look at your position in the market, and that by that, what we mean is not just what market or what industry that. You're you're in for example if you're consulting if you're in marketing if you're in sales if you're in beauty if you're in wellness etc that is one part of it but when we take it one step further and we added something called prestige so what i mean by that is really positioning yourself as either a walmart a target or the nordstrom of your market and so the reason that i like to differentiate it like this is because neither one is any less successful than the other. Walmart is extremely successful and they're based on low price and high volume. Nordstrom is also extremely successful and they're based on high price, low volume. So it doesn't necessarily mean that Whichever you choose, you're going to be any less successful revenue-wise or financially, but it really does help to align the processes, the experience, and who you're trying to target as well. And so when we look at prestige, it's really understanding you want to be the luxury service provider of your industry? And if so, what else in your business do you have to align to support that positioning? And so it's really important just to clarify that as well. So we added that as part of your positioning, which is pillar two. Next, we so have pillar three, which is your proposition, which is really what makes you different? What makes you stand out from other service providers who provide either the same or similar services in your industry? As simple as this question is, if you're wondering or maybe you feel like you're clear on your position or you're unclear, a great question to ask is if a client was to say to you, why should I choose you above X other service provider? If you can't answer that question clearly and with confidence, then it's a good sign for you to take a look at your proposition and really get clear on what makes you different, what makes you unique, what is it that you do? And usually we have three different areas One of three different areas in which your proposition is going to be placed. So either in your processes, and this is meaning that you have a unique way of doing something, a framework, a methodology that you have developed over time. So either your process, either the results that you get for clients. So you provide clients with unique abnormal or above usual results for whatever it is that you provide or whatever it is that you do or in the experience that you deliver. And so this meaning that clients are coming to you and they're not just getting the product or service that you offer. They're not just getting results, but they're going to have a unique, memorable experience with you. So those are three areas for your proposition that usually what makes you different is going to fall in one of those three categories. And then lastly, the last pillar is profit margins. And this is where we begin to look at the numbers at this point. So the first three pillars are really focused on making sure that we have those Foundational pillars aligned, and then we bring in the numbers component of things. So, with this last pillar, we're looking at making sure that we're understanding what is the cost of running your business? You know, what are the expenses and the things that you have to pay? What is it that we need to make sure is actually covered when we're setting the, that pricing? And most importantly, making sure that there's profit margin, meaning space between what it costs you to run your business and what's left over after you've paid for everything. So those profit margins are certainly something we build in so that every sale with every client is profitable for you and your business. And that really is what's going to help position you to have the funds to reinvest back into your business, to hire a team, to increase your salary, really position you to thrive in the future and to build your business into a company you over the long term.
1: So good. Oh, my goodness. So many things you touched on just now. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. So for those <laughs> of you listening, just to backtrack, the first one was profile. So that's when you're looking at the knowledge, having knowledge of your clients and the problems you're solving. The second one was position. So I love that they're all P's, by the way, Um the pillars <laughs> of pricing are all P's, like a triple P threat. So P mm-hmm. two. Two is position in the market. So that's why we were talking about the prestige piece of things. Three was proposition, which is what makes you different. And I love how you dove into that. And the fourth is profit margins, which is really important as well. But a lot of people look at that first before looking at the other. So I'm so glad that you broke Mm -hmm. that down. And I know that's one of the that you're using and implementing with your clients all the time to allow for profit and to allow them to serve their customers with excellence when they're able to really dive into exactly what it is that they're doing? Are there any other
0: systems or is that the main one you tend to use with your customers? For pricing, that is the main one. So typically, uh, whether you are looking to serve corporate or you're just looking to step into a new level of working with clients, I know right now it's really popular to have High ticket items, and that term high ticket is something that is going around a lot more, especially in the online space. For me, what that means is that you are attracting a client who is willing to invest at a high level. And what that means for me and how we work with our clients is that you have to become a high-level service provider in order to not just attract, but as we said earlier, really maintain that relationship with that client. And so when it comes to pricing, that's the main system that we teach with pricing. And then for those who are looking to attract and, and work more specifically with corporate, we have a different process. Us for that as well.
1: I'm mm-hmm. happy to share that if
0: that's something you'd like.
1: no, I'm loving all of this. This is really great. So I want to just harp on that for a bit more because I love that you really are diving deeply into what it is that they want. A lot of people think that surface level, like, yeah, I know who my customer is. I know what they need. I know what I want. And it's like, no, let's dive even deeper. And let's just say how you separate yourself, not just what someone can see from a distance, but how are you showing up and serving them? Like, I think that's brilliant to bring Mm -hmm. to the forefront. And if it's not already there, it's going to have them thinking about what they can, do to separate themselves and you had mentioned the high ticket and yeah that's I mean we've heard that for years in the online space specifically like you Mm -hmm. said and it's like the different tier levels I mean every business does that too like even if you're looking at a Porsche car you have yes. the keychain. You can buy a keychain for $20, or you can get a car for like $200,000, right? So they, mm-hmm. they, all the businesses have a way of trying to incorporate that. But I definitely see the point you're making. And I think that's really, really smart way you position that. Um, One of the questions I have, because I know people listening are like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, maybe I can think about how I separate myself. I do want to be prestige. I feel like I do separate myself in different ways with customer service, but they're still scared to raise prices or they're nervous to position themselves as a prestige business, whether they're selling to corporate or anyone, you know, what advice do you have for that person where their mindset is just like terrified?
0: Yeah. Well, I definitely want to start off by saying there is money out there for you. Now what we're looking at is where do we find it? It's not a matter of whether or not clients will pay you. It's about finding the clients that will pay you. And so that's also part of the reason why we have the pillars of pricing in that particular order. And we start with the profile of the type of client you're trying to attract. Because when you want to position yourself as a high prestige In your marketplace, when you want to offer the luxury service of your market, it is extremely important that you know who you're targeting, because often what happens is we want to be a Nordstrom, but we're trying to get Walmart customers to pay our Nordstrom prices. And that's where there's misalignment in those pillars of pricing. That's why we start there before we talk about any numbers is we actually have to make sure these things are aligned first so that there's ease when it comes to people investing in your service, you communicating the value, and you aligning your solution with their problem. And so that being said, what I would say is really take first before we look at externally is to take a look at your own business and to do some reflection. So we already talked about those pillars of pricing, listen to this episode again, or take notes even, and go back and just take a few minutes to really reflect on each one of those pillars and see if you can answer and really dive into each one of those pillars for your business with clarity. See where you're struggling to understand who is your client, what is their challenge, the depth and complexity of the things that they're facing that's actually causing them to reach out and to look for someone to help them. So take some time to really reflect on each one of those pillars and then make sure at that point, once you've done that and you've been able to establish each one of those pillars for your business, then really take some time and look at now, go back to pillar one and who is the type of client That I need to be attracting if I want to be charging this amount of money for your service. So, whatever that might be for you, and there is no right dollar amount or even range because what everybody does is different. Who you target is different. Where you are and the location that you're based in will also affect your pricing, your marketplace, and all that kind of stuff. So, there is no right number. But knowing that you want to raise your prices, I want to encourage you to look at who is in the marketplace that is already investing at this level. And those are the kind of clients that you need to be targeting. So where you're going to run into less resistance is when you're targeting the right type of client for the right The level of prestige that you're at, and for the service that you offer, and making sure there's alignment between those two things. So often, I always want to encourage you to step out of the feeling of the fear and let's step into doing this in a strategic way so that we can be confident in the price that we're charging because we know one, this is the right client, two, I know that I can actually help them accomplish their goal or help them solve their problem. And that's the driving feeling behind showing up and selling and serving is that we know we have something that is perfectly aligned for what they're offering, so that it overshadows that feeling of fear, that feeling of anxiousness around the price. And it allows you to focus on the mission and vision of your company and what you're actually trying to do as opposed to the price. Uh, attached to it
1: okay, first of all, when you started this I was gonna interrupt and say something because I'm like, yes you had mentioned Walmart you have Walmart
0: pricing with like Nordstrom what was the word like Nordstrom uh, like, so you have Nordstrom pricing with trying to attract Walmart clients and get them yes. to pay Nordstrom clients. Yes, yeah, so I was going to interrupt but I'm like, that's so good. But then I'm like, no, this is a perfect like
1: bite for the beginning of the podcast episode. Because I'm like, that was so perfect. <laughs> because it's so true. So many people try to do that. So I love that you brought that out. And really what it sounds like then is that a big piece of that fear isn't due to them necessarily thinking they don't deserve it. It's just that they have the wrong customer in mind, or they're looking to attract the wrong customers.
0: Would you say that? was?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh my god Yeah, goodness. so much so. And especially for a lot of, I'll, I'll even say women who are you know, heart-led and passionate, and not that men aren't, but we lead with that oftentimes as opposed to the money. And so A lot of women owners and and female business owners who are heart-led and passionate, especially for those who are doing work with communities that are either underserved or, you know, have financial challenges. It's often difficult for us to show up and be our best and show up at our best, knowing that there might be some challenge with our potential clients and their ability to financially afford our services. And and that often causes us to then question what we do and lower our prices and give discounts and All these things when really we have to be strategic about how we're approaching this so that we can not just afford to serve those clients today, but the future clients in the long term. And really, that requires us to be strategic about our pricing. And that's why it's so, so, so important to make sure that there's alignment between who we're serving and the remaining of those pillars that we talked about earlier.
1: I'm curious now, like, how did you get into this? Like, how did you start? What did you study? Like, well, how did all of this come about?
0: <laughs> yes. Ironically, interestingly enough, this actually came out of my own challenge with pricing. So, my background is in corporate sales. So I have a sales background. I've been an international sales trainer. That was my profession you know, in corporate. And I had the privilege of leading sales teams and developing all these sales trainings and also getting to be in the room when big deals and big sales were happening. And so that experience, when I started my own business and having that background, I realized that when I was online and working with coaches and taking online courses and really trying to actually figure out at the very beginning, like, how do I actually price my services? That was something that I couldn't really find answers for online. And even the courses that I took and the coaches that I worked with, it was kind of like a charger worth thing at the time that was uh, really prevalent online. And also just like pick a number that feels good or double it or just strategies that I was having a hard time implementing in a predictable way. And so I took my own background and I actually have a background in science. And so I love that. Of course, it's not necessarily in business, but it has given me such a solid foundation in creating strategies, not just for myself, but in client for my clients as well. And so what I did is I stepped back and I said, okay here are the things that I feel I need to consider in my pricing. And I just developed my own process for myself, which is where those pillars of pricing came from was, okay, what are the things that I want to make sure I'm including in my pricing? And that was the beginning of the pillars of pricing framework. And it wasn't something that I was actually offering as a service. I was just doing that for me because I needed to actually set a price point for my services. And from that point on, you know, it was something I would mention passingly in conversation with clients. And they would ask more about that. And they're like, oh, well, can you help me with that? And over time, it actually became a staple one of our services because I realized, okay, it's not just me who actually needed help with this. It's more than me, especially for those who were looking to serve as corporate clients or to secure really large deals or brand partnerships. That was something that was extremely important for them because they didn't really know how to Command, you know, $50,000 contract, for example, without really being able to clearly talk about the problem. And so it really developed over time, first out of my own need, and then recognizing that there was also, you know, a need in, in the market that I could also meet and serve with what I had created for myself
1: so interesting how that happens. And those tend to be the best businesses that come about. The ones where you're solving a problem that you had initially because you know your customer inside and out at that point, because it was you back in the past, right? (laughs) So I love, I absolutely love that. So for those who are listening, who may be like, oh my goodness, I want to, you know, follow Ruth Joy. I need to know more. I
0: need, you know, maybe to work with her. Where can they find you? Yes, for sure. So a few places, I would say first start with LinkedIn. I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. And it's just my first my first and last name, Ruth Joy Connell. Connect with me there as well as we have a podcast. We're getting ready to release season two of our podcast called The Profit Scale. And so you can find us on any major platform that you're listening, wherever you're listening to the Freedom Slay right now, go ahead and you can search us on that platform and find us there, the Profit Scale podcast, and connect with us there as well for the start of season two. Amazing. And there's one question I love to ask at
1: the end of every single Freedom Slay podcast, and that is, what does freedom mean to you, Ruth Joy?
0: Yes, Freedom to me means choices. It means having options and it means being able to lead with what matters the most to me, especially for that season, because things do change over time. But having the freedom means that I know in this season I can make this choice and when I need to, I can make a different choice in order to serve my mission, my vision, my goals, my family, my loved ones, etc. cetera. And having those choices, honestly, that is what freedom means to me. It's really having that choice. Love, love,
1: love it. Thank you so much for hopping on, Ruth Joy. It's been a pleasure having you on. And even though, you know, it's a short little podcast, I feel like you've given so much information that those listening can take on. And like you mentioned already, I really do hope that they go back and listen, take notes and not just take notes, but go back and implement those notes and figure out the answers for their own
0: business. Oh, thank you so much, Gainate. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but there will be a quiz available that you can take as well. It's called, Am I Ready to Charge Five Figures? And so for those of you who are looking to level up your pricing or you're looking to work with corporate, that quiz as well is also a really great place to start because it will break down and give you some really actionable steps as to what steps to take in the future. So that will be available for you as well, I believe in the show notes and that is a great way to actually take action based off what we talked about today.
1: Yes. Thank you so
0: much. And thank you for
1: reminding me. That's definitely going to be in the show notes and everybody loves a quiz. So make sure you go there and check (laughs) it out. And thank you once again, Ruth Joy. You appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Wasn't that great? Oh my goodness. If you want to get in on this, remember... I have the link below in the show notes, check it out to get the quiz. But if you want to get on her radar, if you want to learn from her, if you want more information from Ruth Joy, definitely check her out on Instagram. So she's Ruth hyphen Joy is her first name and Connell, C-O-N-N-E-L-L on LinkedIn. That's where she plays. Go on LinkedIn and find her and just chat it up and let her be found on here. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag us over on instagram again i'll put everything in the show notes for this episode and we will chat next time adios okay okay i see you freedom slayer you stayed through to the end which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode listen if you haven't already do your sister a favor by heading on over to the itunes store to leave a review for the podcast it'll help others like you find a benefit from it and look it also helps with the rankings hashtag transparent af i appreciate you